I'm recording the second episode of the live version of solo episodes. I don't even know how to put it. <laughs> they don't have a, a name or anything, but this is building off of last week's episode. So last week's episode, I'm counting number one. And this current episode is number two. Both were recorded live in Beyond Measure, my private community that I've been building since I believe it launched in June, 2020. So we're coming up on three years this year. It's about two and a half right now. And if you'd like to learn more about what Beyond Measure is, you can check out last week's episode. You can also visit the link in the description. And I'm also trying to figure out if I'm going to put a show notes episode or show notes for this episode on wellevator.com. It might be there, it might not be. In this moment, I don't know. But it definitely in the description of this episode, right below your podcast player, within your podcast player, you can find a link to check out Beyond Measure. Because as I announced last week, the Monday episodes of the show have shifted and I'm no longer pre-recording them and then sharing them on the show like I used to. That is reserved for the Friday episodes. And as I explained in detail last week, I have a team that I work with that takes all of the episode recordings and edits and makes these beautiful blog posts on wellevator.com. And they're, they feel very polished and professional. And the structure of my relationship with that team has shifted a little bit. And as a result, I decided to record episodes live within the private Beyond Measure community. And the benefit of that is several, I guess there are a bunch of benefits. The main one is that you can come listen live. As I'm recording this, there are people listening and watching this episode live in real time. They can write in the chat and ask questions, share their responses in real time. They can even volunteer and come on camera or come on audio and participate in that way. And I'm really excited. It reminds me of a quote that I read earlier today. I believe it's in, oh yeah, it's in this book about dopamine called Dopamine Nation, I think. If I do create show notes for this episode, I will put it in there. That's one thing I need to figure out now that I'm doing these solo episodes and beyond measure. Like what happens to all the links? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. Still figuring it all out. But I believe the book's called Dopamine Nation. And there's a quote from somebody else, Neil Postman, the author of the 1890s classic Amusing Ourselves to Death, which I don't know. It must be another book. Haven't checked it out yet. But Neil Postman said, Americans no longer talk to each other. They entertain each other. They do not exchange ideas. They exchange images. They do not argue with propositions. They argue with good looks, celebrities, and commercials. And when I read that, I thought to myself, I want to talk to people. I don't want to just entertain you by recording an episode that you listen to on your own. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to just exchange my quote images. I mean, a podcast is not quite so image based. I, I don't know if that was in reference to images and on social media or some other version of the word image. But I want to exchange ideas with you. And that's the beauty of doing a podcast live is that you can come and talk to me through the chat. As I mentioned, you can come and raise your hand and come on audio with me. You can be a guest, even if you're a guest for five minutes or less. 
Uh, I use this platform in 2022 called Fireside. And the reason I was using it is because of that real-time exchange. But I stopped using it because Fireside wasn't organized in a way that worked well for me. I might go back to it at some point. It was kind of a cool experiment. What I loved about Fireside is it was a community of people who would just come on to your podcast. You're recording in live, real time, just like I am right now. And random people would just come on and chat with you and you'd hear their thoughts on things. And it was really cool. So I'm trying to create my own version of that in Beyond Measure right now. And uh, I invite you to do that. And let's talk. Let's exchange ideas. Let's have arguments if it makes sense. That's another thing that I'm working on right now is the balance between an open forum and a moderated forum, I suppose. Meaning that, as I talked about in last week's episode, Beyond Measure was created because I wanted a safe, a psychological safe place. And I wasn't finding that on social media. Social media in general does not feel psychologically safe to me. That's a big part of why I haven't used social media much in the past five weeks. I've mentioned that in some previous episodes. It didn't feel like it was supporting my mental health. In fact, it felt like it was interfering with my mental health. I wanted to see what life felt like with a huge break from social media. I don't know if I've ever taken this long of a break from social media. And through reevaluating that, I realized it's nice to focus inwards, but I love connection at the same time. In fact, connection is my word for 2023. It's the thing that I want the most is to feel deeply connected to people. And beyond measure is one of the best ways that I've found to achieve that because people like yourself, the listener of a podcast can come into a space and know that psychological safety is the most important element. You don't have to worry about some random troll who shows up on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram and says something cruel to me or to you. That does not create psychological safety. However, by opening up the invite to Beyond Measure, that does welcome the possibility of trolls. So my point being, I'm working really hard to figure out how to keep Beyond Measure safe, but it doesn't guarantee that there will be 100% psychological safety. We can trigger one another. We can offend people accidentally, maybe not even on purpose. We can say things that someone takes the wrong way. We can say things that feel important for us. We can get in our egos accidentally. No matter how much I work on myself, I still find my, my ego interfering. <laughs> you know, I was saying to the live listeners in the pre-show, which I've decided to do for every episode, now that it's within Beyond Measure, I have like one hour block. It starts at 3 p.m. Pacific time every Monday. So that's the schedule if you're wondering. If you want to come listen live, you do need to sign up for Beyond Measure, which is free. And then you can go into the event section and you can RSVP. You can add this to your calendar. Currently, the schedule is Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern, 
you can convert that to your time zone and actually beyond measure makes that easy when you add the event to your calendar it'll automatically convert it and i don't even know where i was going with that point oh i was gonna say that there's an hour block from 3 to 4 p.m pacific time i'll be recording but today i spent about 15 or 20 minutes chatting with the live viewers kind of privately and that is recorded for beyond measure members to listen to or to watch but you as a podcast listener only get what comes after that if it makes sense it's kind of hard to explain this hopefully that makes sense so that hour block you may only get to hear 40 minutes of it and there's like 20 minutes reserved for beyond measure members so it's essentially private and in that time period, I might share some things that I don't feel very comfortable sharing publicly. So you get a more intimate look into my life and my thoughts. I get to hear from you. I, I get to know things about you that you might not want to share publicly. And it's kind of a, a cool balance. So that's the update there. I am recording this episode live on February 6, 2023 but it will come out on this might get uncomfortable on whatever's next Monday. Is that the 13th? I don't know what date it is. <laughs> so there'll be a, a week long gap between the day I record it live and the day that it goes live on the show. It's also possible these episodes will never be live on the podcast. I, I mentioned last week how I might make a whole separate private podcast for this. I'm not sure yet. I'm in the experimentation phase. I'm in the feedback phase. So if you have thoughts, feelings, questions, arguments, <laughs> you can share them with me and beyond measure. And I've mentioned over the last few weeks or few months how I prefer to communicate with people and beyond measure altogether. Since I don't use social media right now, I don't even see direct messages. I go on to social media to check messages few times a month at most. And sometimes I don't get around to responding to everyone. Sometimes messages land in junk or they're hidden for some reason. You know, there's so many things that can happen on social media that I might not ever see a message from you. Beyond measure, I will see it. And I have realized that I don't want a ton of emails in my inbox. So I prefer beyond measure as a communication tool. And the same thing goes with text messages. I, I don't really enjoy texting. <laughs> I, I avoid it. The only people that I text with regularly are super close friends or family. Pretty much it. Other people that text me, I just don't always have the bandwidth. I actually rarely have the bandwidth. So beyond measure though, is like a place where I put my bandwidth. It's, it's like I've, I've got a special capacity that I reserve for beyond measure. And I think that's actually really nice too, you know, to think about where we want to put our attention and what matters to us. Beyond measure matters to me. The podcast matters to me, but the communication avenues with the podcast don't necessarily matter. Meaning, of course, email seems to matter in the grand scheme of life, but email to me is where I have like specific work related things and tasks that I need to get done. I don't want to view communication in the same bucket as a work task. So I'd rather keep email for work beyond measure for communication and chats and, and getting to know people and connecting with people. 
And I'd rather keep my text messages just for my friends and my really close friends, like my best friends, my, my friends that I've had for 10 plus years and my family members, you know, like my intimate small group of people. And speaking of small groups of people, that's really what Beyond Measure is too. It's a whole nother small group of people and they get a certain span of my, my focus. And I'm realizing that I don't want social media to have much more of my focus or capacity. I, I, I'm just continuing to reevaluate it. And right now I'm very hands off. And I hope that this inspires you too, because I think there's a lot of pressure in terms of communication. Many of us want to set boundaries and we want to set priorities as well. Like who is most important in our life? Who do we want to give our full capacity to? Who can we only give half of our capacity to? Who do we have zero capacity for, very little capacity for? Sometimes we need to evaluate that because is it fair to the people that we're really close to, to give them less of our capacity because we're too busy trying to spread it out? I've noticed that a lot in life. Like so many people feel burnt out and some people go through phases where they communicate a lot more than others. I have certain friends who will go through a phase and we'll be texting each other, seeing each other, maybe even talking on the phone. And then we won't talk at all for the year. Most of my friends are like that actually. <laughs> and maybe is that because I'm neurodivergent and I prefer it that way? Like I don't have a capacity for the entire year to talk to somebody, maybe my sister my parents, maybe some super close people in my life, but most people in my life, I just can't keep it going that much. But I have the capacity a few times a year. I, I, I can have the capacity once a month or so. I've had to set those boundaries with certain people and say, hey, you're probably only going to hear from me once a month at most. And that's just where I'm at. So I'm curious, since we're live and we, we have now a few people watching, listening live, if any of you want to share your experiences with boundaries or capacity. I'd love to hear it from you. And one thing I said to the live viewers before I started the podcast recording is that I'll always keep your names private unless you want me to share your name or you don't, or you're neutral about it. So maybe when you write something, you can put your name afterwards and I'll read it verbatim. But I'm very curious about other people's relationships with boundaries, with capacity, with friendships. It's also a blessing to have a lot of people in your life. And it's an interesting thing too, because part of the reason I'm reevaluating social media is that it's distorted my view of relationships and connections. I remember back in the day with Facebook, there was all this like, pressure to have a ton of Facebook friends. Any of you remember this? <laughs> I don't know if that's still the case for people. It's for me long gone. Like I don't really care that much about Facebook anymore. But back in the day when Facebook was this big social media platform in my head, it was like, how many friends do you have on Facebook? And it became this distorted viewpoint on friendships. And then Instagram, you saw this too. How many followers do you have on Instagram? How many people, what do they call them on YouTube? I think subscribers, you know, all these platforms. 
LinkedIn is like that too. It's a professional platform and it's about these bragging rights for connections. And I find that a little strange. Like why is having a massive amount of followers and friends and connections so valuable? April, who's watching live right now, said, I don't care much about Facebook either, but in the beginning, it was all about finding everyone and having hundreds of connections. Yeah. And I think it's worth pausing to reevaluate that because it, as April also added, that's way too much for me. I agree. I've thought about that too with Beyond Measure. You know, after I opened it up today, oh, by the way, that was part of the context I was giving, was recording this live on February 6th, this episode. But the episode before that I recorded a week ago, and that episode is what just went public today. So there's like the week delay, the live between the live and, and the recording. And so simultaneously, as I'm doing the second Beyond Measure episode, the first one went public today to the This Might Get Uncomfortable audience, the public audience, and just that feeling of almost vulnerability, like I'm opening up the door for more people to join us here within Beyond Measure. And that simultaneously feels exciting and scary. It's that excitement of, I, I love connecting with more people, but then wondering, do I have the capacity for it? Do each of you as members within Beyond Measure have the capacity for it? And that pressure too, are people going to come into Beyond Measure and want more people than are already here? I've always wondered this about Beyond Measure members. Like, do you want more people or less people? Do you like a small group or a big group? And you can tell me in real time on the chat if you'd like, if you have any feelings or opinions, do you want it to be small and intimate or would you like there to be more people here? And I'm not going to force it either way. That's something I've been very committed to is the organic evolution of Beyond Measure to remove the pressure because the title itself, Beyond Measure, <laughs> it's not about measurements. We're not here to evaluate anything about anyone. But that's part of the joy of it is like, let's just be here and strip away the superficial external elements of ourselves as much as possible. I don't know if that's fully possible. Can any of us disconnect from all sorts of measurements? For example, one thing I wanted to share today is yesterday and or this weekend, since I'm recording this on a Monday, over Saturday and Sunday, I did more socializing. I had a very, very social weekend for better or for worse. For better is I saw a friend I haven't seen since last summer. So it's been about not, well, six to nine months, I think, since I saw this friend and saw this friend had invited over other friends that I've known, acquaintances kind of, and I was actually feeling very anxious about going to see them all. I have social anxiety. I didn't even know how much social anxiety I had until I started exploring my neurodivergence. And also, I think many of us reevaluated socializing during the pandemic. So I go to this event and it was just like the weight of that experience on me. Like I was anticipating it for days beforehand. I spent all day before I even went to see 
preparing for it mentally, physically, you know, I, I often will put on makeup and do my hair and take a shower and wear specific clothes. Like I kind of go above and beyond what I normally do. And it was great. I, I knew it was going to be great. I had no doubt that I would enjoy the experience, but I also figured that the anxiety would be there. And it was. Um, and that took up all my Saturday, even though I only spent about maybe three or four hours socializing because I was so in my head about it, it took up the whole day and I had to come home and recover from it. And then on Sunday, yesterday, I traveled somewhere to visit some people. So traveling in general, there was four hours of travel round trip. Um, then I went to something I might bring up today. I, I had it on my plan, but we'll see where we get with time. But I went to the casino yesterday. <laughs> In Southern California, we we have a bunch of casinos. And one thing that I don't think about that much, but it's certainly part of my personality is I love playing slot machines. And without getting into the personal details, because there's elements of my personal life I keep very private, I started going to the casino a little bit more regularly. About once a month has been the frequency. Not intentional. It's not like a plan, like I'm going to the casino once a month. It just has happened. I've traveled to this place. There's a there's several casinos on the way. And it, yesterday I spent the most amount of time at these casinos since this started happening. And it was really fun, but really draining. And there's something I want to share about that. I'll come back around to, but I want to finish my point about the socializing. So not only had I been recovering from Saturday's socializing that took a lot out of me, but the next day I spent 13 hours between traveling, going to this casino and going to the social event. I was wiped today. I didn't know this morning how I was going to get through the day. Honestly, I was dreading this day. I had three appointments, I had a coaching session, I had a recording with a guest, and then I had this live broadcast. And I was really nervous, like, how am I going to show up today? Because I was going against some of my own boundaries. My boundaries generally is that the weekends are meant to be low key. They're my recovery days. I, my weekends are sacred. I don't well, I try not to do any work on the weekends, which can be tough because sometimes it's easier for people to meet on the weekends. I used to have tons of meetings on the weekends. I would take client calls. I would do beyond measure sessions on the weekend. Like my weekends would get pretty full. And I realized a few months ago, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I need to keep Saturday and Sundays for my personal life. But I also realized this weekend that I did way too many personal things. Like to have two days of socializing plus going to the casino plus traveling plus errands and all this other stuff. It was a lot. And of course I was wiped out today. And I took on too much. I feel okay right now, but I'm kind of in like an adrenaline rush phase. This is how I cope. This is how I get through things. I just like get into the mode, but I can almost guarantee you that when I finish this recording, I'm going to crash. I, I won't be able to function very well the rest of the day. I'll have a little bit of adrenaline high. I need to go to the grocery store to get some food, 
but I think it's just going to be a big crash. And I actually dread that. I talked a little bit about this with my psychologist last Thursday. I mentioned to him in our session that I was feeling nervous about all my plans and I wanted to work through it. And honestly, I don't remember all the advice he gave me. (laughs) Maybe it will come to me as I'm sharing this. But he said he was curious to hear about it in hindsight because maybe I could learn from this weekend. Like, what could I take away from this experience that I could help moving forward? And he's really shaped me in, he's, he's helped me shape my schedule. I started to make adjustments to my availability. So for instance, I started taking meetings and client calls after a certain period, a certain time of day, because before that time of day, I'm generally very tired. I even did that for an upcoming event. So next weekend or this coming weekend, I am speaking at this really cool event. And I want to mention it because I have some free passes available. So to anyone listening live, you have an opportunity to get a free pass to this event. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this, might get uncomfortable. The event's already passed. <laughs> so, so that's a perk, I suppose, of listening live is like, maybe I'll be able to do more real-time giveaways and things. So I don't mean to be a tease, but I'm speaking at an event this coming weekend. And let me get the dates right for anyone who's listening after the fact. Don't want to confuse you. So from Friday, February 10th through Sunday, February 12th, 2023, there's a wonderful event called Love Yourself First. And it's all about developing supportive friendships and meaningful relationships. And that really ties into the subject matter. And it's a live uh, video-based event I'm speaking on the weekend. Generally, I don't do, but I made an exception for this a few months ago. And I have free passes. So anyone who's, who's hearing this, watching this before that event, if you would like to attend it and learn more about your relationships and your friendships, send me a direct message on Beyond Measure and I'll get you a free pass so you can come join me. And I am blanking on why I even brought that up. Maybe it was because tied to the therapy process and setting my hours. That's what it was. Okay. So even with that event, I said yes to speaking on a weekend with the exception that they would book me later in the day because I was initially scheduled to speak early in the morning. For me, early is like before 10 a.m. Pacific time. And they scheduled me for 8 a.m. And I was like, I don't really function that well. I'm rarely ever even awake before or by 8 a.m. Lately, I have been waking up around 8 a.m. So I was like, for me to get ready, I like to put on makeup and do my hair. I talked about this in last week's episode before I speak publicly. I like to boost my confidence, put on certain outfits. Like I just get into this zone and I couldn't imagine being ready by 8 a.m. unless I absolutely had to. So I asked asked for accommodations, just like my therapist has encouraged. And the the organizer of the event was so kind. Actually, the organizer is a previous podcast guest named Coach Lee. Such a kind person. And they accommodated my schedule and they bumped my speaking time to a different time. And 
all is well. So it's an example of how you can ask for those accommodations. The other accommodation I wanted to mention was something I decided to experiment with this weekend based around my neurodivergence. So my psychologist is suspecting that I, I am autistic. I haven't been formally evaluated yet, but I demonstrate a lot of autistic traits, which I already knew from all my research and I've done self-evaluations, but to get that confirmation kind of, not officially, because my psychologist is not qualified or able to evaluate me, but tells me quite frequently that I have the autistic traits. And one common thing that works well for autistic people or, or neurodivergent in general, you could have a different form of neurodivergence, is wearing earplugs. And I bought myself a pair of these loop earplugs. In fact, I feel like they are back behind me somewhere. I'm going to see if I can grab them because this is a cool visual. I'll be right back. Okay. I think that I stored them in my pants <laughs> last night. Ah, they are in here. Okay, good. So I bought these loop earplugs and I will link to them, get them on Amazon. They're this little piece right here. If you're watching the visual, if you're listening to it, you can look up loop earplugs or use my affiliate link. If you would like to give me a referral commission even when you click on the Amazon affiliate link, by the way, you could end up, if you don't buy something, you still could end up giving somebody credit because if you continue your shopping trip on Amazon, if it originated from my link, I get credit for any purchases you make, which has always been a cool perk of using Amazon. Did you know it works that way? And I think anybody that has any sort of like social media can sign up for to be an Amazon affiliate. And so you could do the same thing too. Anyways, I bought these on Amazon and used them in summer 2022 while I was traveling and they worked really well. And I've been trying to find other ways that I can use them. So considering how much anxiety I was feeling about this weekend, socializing and going to the casino, you know, just like a lot of input, I, use this as an accommodation, but with a new twist. So for anyone who has pierced ears like I do, you can buy earrings for your loop earplugs. And they're not specifically for the loop earplugs. They're commonly referred to as double loop earrings or handcuff earrings. And they unclasp like this on both ends. And so you can loop, not literally with the loop earplugs, but I mean, I guess literally you loop them, push them through your piercing, and then you can hang the loop earplug on the other end of it. And then when you want to put them in, they're right there for you and you can pop them in your ear. And then when you want to take them out, you can just let them dangle like earrings. And I saw this on TikTok a little while back and thought that was so cool. And they sell them on Etsy. They also sell them on Amazon. 
And because it was a last minute decision and I wasn't sure if I was going to enjoy the earrings, I bought a relatively cheap pair on Amazon. And I will link to that too. If the, that's the Amazon link I was talking about. So I can link to the loop earrings. I mean, the loop earplugs and I will link to the earrings that are compatible. So for anyone who wants to use earplugs like that and has pierced ears, they're really phenomenal thing. And let me tell you how much of a difference this made for me. And I, by the way, I want to pause to thank the people who are watching live or commenting. It, it feels so good to get real-time feedback. <laughs> thank you for your comments. Uh, I wore these mostly at the casino, but I also brought them with me as an experiment to the grocery store. And I, it was most, it was because I was so overstimulated the whole weekend. Like everything I did this past weekend, I just felt heightened stimulation. And that gives me a sense of anxiousness or stress or, or, or even irritability. When I was at the casino, I had a few moments of being just like suddenly very tired and irritated. And so I use that as a cue and I put in the earplugs and I felt my whole body start to relax. It was the noise was impacting me in a way that I didn't realize. And the earrings really came in handy because one thing I don't like about the loop earplugs is what it sounds like when I talk with them in. For me, it's very unpleasant the the way it's like I can hear my voice in my head because my ears are plugged up. If you have ever worn like worn noise canceling headphones, same effect. And also if you've ever gotten water in your ear, like swimming, it's that drives me nuts. So the earrings are cool because I can just take them out temporarily, let them dangle. I can talk and then I can put them back in. Before I got the earrings, I would be afraid that I was going to lose the loop ear earplugs and I would just have to store them somewhere. It was just a whole hassle. The earrings have just made a world of a difference. And now I'm wearing the loop earplugs more often. So long story short, that made a big difference at the casino. I also started wearing them at the grocery store. And I think that's making a difference. It's a little bit more subtle because it's a shorter span of time. And I also bring them along. Like if I get overstimulated while socializing, you know, what if I just started saying to people, Hey, I'm overstimulated right now. I'm going to put my earplugs in for a bit. I can still hear you because depending on like the setting, the loop earplugs, you can get like different versions of them. And by the way, I, I know at least one of the live viewers is a musician and these can actually be great for musicians too. They can be great for concerts and they have different tips and plugs and loop ear, earring or earplugs are, are not just for people who are sensitive to noise. I'm from neurodivergent or other sensitivity needs, but people that play and listen to music. And I keep losing my train of thought. I don't even know why I brought that up. <laughs> uh, it's just been an interesting thing to experiment with like how I take in sound. Oh, maybe the reason was that what I like about the loop earplug designs is you can still hear people talking to you. It's just less stimulating. It, it's, is it the decibels? One of you is the musician. So tell me if I'm getting this wording right. Is it a decibel thing? Is that who you call it? call it like the, or the different frequencies, I guess. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. So you can hear some things, but other things are muffled, like loud music is muffled. But also depending on the context, like in the grocery store, 
I could hear the music more clearly with the earplugs in and it drowned out various other sounds around me. It's really a fascinating experience. And since I'm not a musician, I'm not as tuned in, pun intended, to how sound plays a role in my life, right? And how that might overstimulate me and how that affects me from a mental health standpoint. So it's been a really interesting journey. And one of the listeners, live listeners said they're going to buy them. Cool. Let, let me know if you need any recommendations. One of them, another one of the live listeners said that they like their loop earplugs, more comfortable. You don't like talking in them. Yeah. If you have ear, if you want to wear earrings, this is like so exciting <laughs> because anytime you try to talk, if you have a pair of loop earrings, you take them out. And then like when I traveled at the airport, last year where I was using the loop earplugs a ton, I would worry like, what if I'm so busy at TSA or something that I misplaced the loop earplugs and now I don't have them anymore. So it's, it's just been a nice tool for me. I didn't mean to talk about loop earplugs for so long. You know, they could be a sponsor of this show at this point, <laughs> how much I promoted them, uh, but they're not except for my Amazon affiliate link. So again, I'll, I'll make sure that's available for everyone. So I didn't get to everything I, I was planning to talk to you today, but we're at time. And one thing I'm committed to in general, but especially with this show and the format is, is honoring time. So there's to be continued. There are more things I didn't get to cover. I was going to talk about a struggle that I've been having recently, and I haven't gotten to that. But I did get to talk about a number of great things. So here's where we're at. A quick summary is, one, if you have not joined Beyond Measure, you are welcome to join. No pressure. You don't have to. I'm planning. I'm releasing the episodes unedited, uh, kind of like they used to be. In the past, they were edited. In the past, they um, even had the intro. I think I forgot to even include the intro and outro for today's episode. Now they think about it because I've had a team working on it. So they're not going to sound the same. The team does all this great work and they, they adjust things. And they polish it up. That's not going to be the case anymore with these episodes. They're going to be more raw. But I like it that way. And if you like it that way, this is a good fit. If you don't like it, then the the guest episodes on Fridays are, are going to be your best bet for the show, at least for the time being. But if you want to come listen live and participate like some people did today, the link is in the description for you. And any other links I'll, either will be in the description or maybe I'll do show notes. The show notes I did for last week's episode took so much time. I'm sitting there going, wow, like... <laughs> Do I want to spend my time speaking? Do I have the capacity to write out those show notes? I don't know. But that they're at wellevator.com. And I just don't know what I'm going to do from now on. But how do I share links with you? Do I put them in the description? Maybe that's what I'll try for this week. We'll see. There's a whole week between the day I record this and the day that they're released. So I have time to figure it out. And you get to be part of that by joining Beyond Measure for free. You can come and listen to the episodes, share your feedback. You can direct message me. You can reach me in ways that I'm not available on social media right now. You can reach me faster than email where it takes me a very long time to reply to people typically if I it ever, sometimes I never get back to people just because email is really challenging for me. 
And you can reach me in a way that I might not respond through text. If you're someone that has my number, I sometimes have my, my text-based boundaries and won't reply for a long time. So Beyond Measure is, is the best bet. I'm getting real feedback in real time from people who, who watched and participated today, who enjoyed this, who enjoyed the real moments and the raw moments and all of this. I love that too. That's really what I want. And that's why I'm so thrilled to have it live. Like I said, that quote from Neil Postman, let's talk to each other. Let's exchange ideas. I hope to cultivate that more and more. I know it's going to take some time for people to even feel comfortable participating for feel to feel comfortable joining beyond measure. Like this is going to be an evolution. We're in this together. I'm patient. I'm experimenting. I'm grateful for you. Thank you for listening on whatever medium you've chosen, whether that's in beyond measure or that's on the, the old faithful, this might get uncomfortable podcast.